Um, well, uh, thanks for joining. Um, I, I, I think uh, perhaps, uh, you know, we're not, we don't tend to do these glamorous roll into uh, introductions. We tend to just uh, get going and, and, and have a chat basically, because uh, I think if we, um, there's a lot to dig into because we haven't, when did we last see each other? It was ACS, was it two, 18 yeah, months ago? Pre, pre COVID for sure. Yeah. That was, uh... It was December before COVID, which wow. I know ACS is, uh, well, I, I keep in touch with a couple of the people there, but that's changed quite dramatically as an organization, I believe. Yeah, yeah all the geriatrics are getting back in charge again. So it's pretty funny to watch, to be honest. Um, do you do, do much with them still, or is, I mean, what's what's been going on while you while COVID? No, no it, it's I, I was surprised that that with my old organisation that they that ACS was the acquirer of. To be honest, I wanted to sell it, so that was a bit surprising. But it was you know Andrew Johnson who ran at the time, uh, who ended up being a very polarising figure inside the organisation. Unfortunately, he had the right idea that he had to drive this. You know, it's a professional society for computer it's a society for computer professionals yeah and you know but and they were just renowned for that their members were you know it professionals inside of public servants and large banks and the, you know defense and stuff like they're just the boring side yeah. so he at least was trying to drive that sort of modern Innovation. it startup stuff and that, and all the antibodies just came out and fought him and they basically got him in the end yeah, so, mm, that's a shame. And that's, no, you, know, you, guys, you guys being bought over was part of that, essentially. He was trying to sort of max that like, amazing balance sheet. He was just like, why sit with money in the bank? Let's just get out there and, yeah. you know, get into this space yeah. that wasn't going to be relevant. And that's what so, I was Yeah, so was, would you say it was like a union, like a trade union for... No, I'd say it's a professional society. I don't know what the equivalent in the UK would be, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they'd like to be a trade union. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, professional society. Yeah, and, and and then I suppose following on from that, your you know COVID, you guys have handled it really well. We won't bore the audience by talking about COVID for when they're probably trying to escape COVID. But you, you kind of has that impacted much on business and and what you've been up to down there in the last twelve months? Is the tech scene um, still as buoyant? Yeah, look, it's been interesting. Um, I think Australia's done so well with COVID. You know, we just have to crush civil liberties and a few other bits and pieces. You know, how easy is that? Spend $400 billion in Wuha, or print $400 billion, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, so we yet to see the real hangover from that punch bowl getting spiked. But, um, uh, and I just think we were lucky to have those bushfires back in December 19, January 20, because everyone thought Australia was on fire, so no one visited and no one brought their germs down to us. It was the only reason we didn't get COVID. I, that was my, my personal. I was in Colorado at the time, and everyone thought Australia was on fire. Um, so, look, you know, we've done well on business sense. Um, there's been a lot of money flying off into these, um, into the sort of asset class we're playing, um, and lots of other asset classes, anything that's not cash, I suppose. So, we've I think benefited from that. Um, a lot of our companies have done very well. Some have done very poorly. Mm. Um, uh, one, it's saved, to be honest. Literally, you know, we blew it up before COVID, to be quite honest. Mm. Um, and they did a lot of reorganization of the corporate structure down here. So you, you had a lot of protection, a temporary protection from bankruptcy and from default provisions and other bits and pieces. So that, that allowed us to, to reorganize the affairs and the banks got real. And so, I think, you know, a bit like Chapter 11 in the US, but I think we always should have something like that. We haven't. So it was a good chance to see how it might work, to be honest. I think it was, you know, 
that that will mm. be a good plank going forward to be honest to try and you know when people undertake business risk and it doesn't work out don't put them in the penalty box you know get them get them up yeah. fix it up get all the creditors paid and just get back on with it so has there been a a mixed shift in the way the government think down there towards digital or is it still a slow burn because i know whenever i've been down to oz it's there's, there's it's had its critics uh, the government as to uh they're not doing enough so um, it's, been a, it's a very it's a very easy political football that was there was a uh, back in 15 or 16 when we had Malcolm Turnbull as prime minister and Malcolm Turnbull was the chairman of the of the company that bought my bought my first startups so I know Malcolm quite well um but um and so he had a real innovation agenda and that got twisted by his political opponents into robots are coming to take your jobs so you know a fairly sort of base political attack but it worked um, so both sides of politics have got a, a fair, a fair chunk of blame in, in, I suppose, at least the perceptions of lack of take up of tech in Australia. Um, but I think, you know, for people, if you want to stare past the bleak headlines of people who just want to attack those in power, there's, there's actually some really good news stories to be honest. We have one here in Brisbane last week. So Brisbane's a, a regional city on the world stage, I suppose, you know, it'll be about 2 million people, I think, maybe one and a half, two million people, about, about three and a half and surrounds. Yeah. And we had a company bolt out of the blue called Octopus Deploy, took a 220 mil US round, first round ever, out of the blue on a billion dollar bail. Wow. So, um, so there's they generally do? out there. They do, they do de development tools. They do a deployment solution for developers for de deploying mm -hmm. uh, software code and solutions. So, you know, it, developer tools, that Lassian style thing, although Lassian does a lot more than that now, obviously. Yeah. Um, so that's um. That was are they are they still are they still in Oz or have they done that exit to the? They're still in Brisbane. Yeah, they're still in Brisbane. I mean, look, that's the reality. Is we're three percent of the world's GDP. You know, you're, you're not going to make a big company in Australia. You know, we ha you have to get out and you have to get out of Australia and sell. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I find it funny. You know, I was chief. I might have been chief entrepreneur still when I met you. I can't remember now. Twenty years since chief entrepreneur. Uh. Yeah, yeah, and you were really obviously we were really involved in the, like we came to the the startup catalyst the uh, sessions yeah. that Pauline runs um, in Brisbane. You were quite you're pretty involved in that as well, aren't you? Which is the, well, I started I started startup catalyst, so yeah, yeah I'm pretty. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, and that was actually started as an outbound program for under twenty five year old really hardcore techie future tech co-founders yeah. of big businesses. Yeah, get them over to Silicon Valley and get them to stop working on small problems or get them to stop having a desire to work for the public service or something like that. Just like, for yeah. God's sake, it's a bigger world. What are you doing? Um, so, um, well, you know, in Australia, we have, we have lots of, there's, there's, there's a saying down here called the lucky country. I think it was a book actually, um, but the lucky country, have we written on the sheep's back and all sorts of rubbish. But the, the reality is, is we're, we're at the bottom of the world. We are very good miners and mineral extractors because we have a shit ton of minerals to extract. Not because we're particularly talented at it. There's, just, there's a shit ton here. It's like eighty percent of the world's recoverable gold is in Australia, for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? We don't do sixteen hundred years of world thermal coal supply is in one area of one small part of this country. Sixteen hundred years of proven. That's stuff you can go to the bank and get. Well, when the banks are lending for coal, that's mm. stuff you go to get money from the bank for. So we're very good at mineral extraction. Um, so somewhat lucky we're isolated. We have exceptional long communications links. We're far from market. So there's a lot of yeah. weird things. I and mean, where there's a little part of Europe sort of plonked at the bottom end of Asia. So mm. it's all a bit weird, to be honest. Mm. And where are, you, uh, where are you investing at the moment or what are you looking at? 
So um, we like a lot of areas. So we, as an investment firm, we look at early stage tech, what we call seed phase tech. Uh, tech for me is any business that can rapidly scale around the globe. So that's software, to be quite honest, or software-enabled business at the very least. Mm -hmm. um, we, uh, you know, we're liking things in fintech, uh, e-commerce, you know, that's some of the sort of verticals, some of the horizontals. We, we like API businesses, so we like things that don't really have to have few customers but have a high stickiness, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, we've done, well, we've done 17 deals in our syndicate. Once that was up to deal number 17, the last one I saw go through. Can um, timeline, Steve? Say again? What timeline is that through? Oh, sorry, that's the uh, first one was December 19. Right. So it's about 16 months or something, I suppose. That's quick. Yeah. I would, yeah, it's pretty, um, when I, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty quick. It feels that way. But we actually, we, we were ready to go in September 19 and, and none of our deals in the, in the pipeline sort of dropped in time. We had, we had four deals drop in the 10 days before Christmas in December 19. Which, now, I'm not too sure about the UK or anywhere else, but in Australia, we have a, we have a saying here. So um, Melbourne Cup Day is the first Tuesday in November. That's when we have this big bloody horse race in Melbourne. It's a public holiday. Everyone gets pissed and go and watch the horse race, right? And then you have Australia Day, which is the day that you guys turned up in Australia. And that's the 26th of January. So we say between Melbourne Cup Day and Australia Day, stuff all happens. Yeah, everyone's just either drunk or hungover on holidays. So, um, and we did, <laughs> we did four deals in 10 days before Christmas. Mm -hmm. I thought, I oh, just, no chance this is getting up. And we did. We got them up, oversubscribed them all. It was, it was a good effort. And, 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 and that's 10.13, isn't it? That's the... Yeah, so that's 10.13, yeah. So that's, um, so 10.13 is a... Is a, is a syndicate of investors. We have 210 um, investors yeah. uh, in the syndicate. Um, Being the Australians or, or you don't disclose their, their, where they're from or private, um, private? No, I've got no problem disclosing where they're from. So we have, uh, yeah, mostly all from Australia. Australia, New Zealand's easy for us given corporations law here, to be honest, yeah. given, given a, tax, a tax structure as well. Um, that's, that's easy. We can do... Uh, we've done a Singaporean chat now I think about it America's just almost impossible you just don't even think about it um, that's more because of um, you get regulated by the SEC when you do that so yeah. um, uh, Australian's easy for us I suppose yeah, we have a lot of people with American backgrounds who um, have investment companies here so they, 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 you can structure around that sort of stuff legally and, 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 and structure around that sort of stuff yeah. and, and the the, the, the sort of ticket size, you, you, you kind of like, yeah. you go, do you go all the way through to follow on or is it too early to tell at the moment? So we, we, we call ourselves seed phase investment. So we, we start in the seed phase. We call it, we don't call it seed because seeds like God, you can have like two or three, four seed rounds nowadays. Um, you know, the last five or six years, we've seen seed rounds go from a few hundreds, maybe, you know, 800 gram would be a big seed round five, six years ago. Now like two or three million dollars is not unusual. Um, yeah. So that, that's seen us with this model. So we're probably averaging, so we're anywhere from sort of probably averaging about 600 on, on a seed, Aussie, let's say, um, yeah. on, on, a, on a seed phase check. That might be in a 1.2, $1.5 million round, maybe $2 million round. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, biggest seed phase one was a brick, was a mill. Um, mm -hmm. So all the way through, so we just did a 4.6, 4 $4.4 million US round. I'm looking, so I've got Salesforce on the screen here. I'm actually looking at the screen right now. Um, $4.4 million round um, in a company now. We've invested in that company now for the last couple of years. I started investing in it personally through my family trust. 
uh, all the way from like safe, a couple of safes in the seed phase uh, called Chipper Cash. They're a San Francisco-based African payments. They're super, uh, a fintech super app in Africa now. Um, round before last, like, Ribbit Capital came in, Bezos came in. Um, and yeah, we're just, you know, we're just, yeah. just doing stink. Sorry, my kids are downstairs on the beach and they're just howling. They're no, I'm, dealing with bre- I'm dealing with breakfast shouts as well in the background. Um, and, and the, um, so it's an international focus then, the, the, or is it 80% Oz or NZ and, and 20%? No, I, I'd, I'd say it's the vast majority will be Oz, NZ. Um, yeah. a lot of the, uh, that's why I thought we made a US deal as a US domicile. They're Australian based. We have lots of companies that flip to the US. So um, ultimately, they'll get, they'll get a lot of, they'll have a, typically have a very good tech core here in Australia. So Australia has a really good taxation rate. It's a pretty good taxation regime, what we call our own, uh, research and development tax credits. Yeah. So you get like up to, I think, 43 cents the dollar back for what you spend on eligible sort of research, research and development. Um, so and even if you're a US domicile company, providing you've actually got the Australian PWLTD and the wages are paid here, then you get access to that. So keeping a tech core here makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But we have a lot of yeah, US, uh, Delaware domicile, uh, Aussie based. Um, yeah, and the deals we've done, we did cheaper as the, they're, they're actually San Francisco based, Delaware domicile operating in Africa. We just did one which is Sydney, the Brisbane, Sydney based domicile, Delaware. And one actually the Aussie one, so one out of Melbourne. Now just the founders have just moved to LA and set up over there, and, and, and operating in the UK as well. It's called Mister Yum. It's one of these QR code check-in and ordering yeah. systems for in the, in the restaurants and stuff. Yeah, and and then with with the with the investment, do you do you, do you put in brain power as well, as in you know people get involved, or you have someone on the board, or how 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 sticky are you? Look, a lot will depend. Um, you know, one's you know one one business and we just raise money for in particular. We've got one point three percent of it. It's a little hard to stand your feet and ask for a board seat when you're one point three percent of the company. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's not all these things. You know, it's people sort of ask that and say, well, you know, the really good ones we just pay the hell out of their way unless they ask because we'll just they're better than us. They're good because they're good. They're better than us. Um, we'll obviously catch up and see what we can do to help. Um, you know, we try and help out the. I suppose everyone below the really good ones. Um, we do have boards here. So I'm on three boards. I think my team, my team, will be on about six um, boards. I want to say, um, might, be, might be seven. Um, you know, so yeah, we do. We catch up. We try and catch up regularly. You know, with the portfolio, we have 200 investors, and our investors are some of the most wealthiest industrialists. Some of, some of the, the founding teams are some of the biggest tech startups you can name. I won't name because it's probably, you know we've got some really good hitters on in there. Yeah. in the role so we, we have a, a deep well of people we can reach into and this is what we sort of say so, you know tell us tell us tell us your goddamn problem we can maybe we can fix it maybe the person who's done that before mm. um so don't suffer in silence for Christ's sakes okay and and then the 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 deal flow mainly coming through you your networks uh, yeah or... look, um it's pretty good we get out, we, we see about 700 companies when i say when we see 700 companies a year we actually you know ones we don't instantly throw away you know i've got one some guy from Africa who's got a brand new internal combustion engine because dude, that hasn't been done to death ever. So we don't really do that. Um, so we throw those away. There's always one a week. Yeah, there's, they're, they're not, they're not there's 700, but um, at least about, about 55 or 60 a, um, a week, uh, excuse me, uh, a month that we, that we get. Uh, and really, uh, we, we can actually track where it comes from. Man. We, we're sort of, 
we've only put a, 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 a comprehensive CRM sales force in place in the last, since about January, well, about maybe March last year, February, March last year. So yeah. we've been implementing parts of that. And the last thing we implemented was actually the deal flow pipeline and that we had other stuff to put in first. So we haven't sat down and actually done that analysis. Um, however, I would, I would think that, um, you know, I, I have somewhat of an elevated public profile in Australia with the work that I've done and, and other bits and pieces. So I, that, that comes through naturally. We, we have our own communities. We have like, oh, we have just had two people start. So as you know, this, I think there's either nine or 10 people, including me in the business. Yeah. So we have three deal team executives, oh, three deal team executives plus an investor support person. We have a, um, uh, financial ops, financial ops. We have um, Doug, who is the uh, community manager, a community and sort of uh, uh, marketing manager. Then we've got um, Jess, who keeps the office manager. It's a nine, 10, including me, keeps us all honest. So a uh, variety of roles in there. We have 200 investors, so we know investor support person is actually quite important. Uh, but we've really leveraged the, the platform we've built on, on, on Salesforce in order to you know, when we, want to, we have to put a deal out to 200, well, there's 210 investment entities, 230 executives who sit downstream from that. So we, you know, and everyone gets the chance to hit send and put their bid in. Yeah. And then we're going to do a book build and actually put the cash and, and then, you know, is it US, where it might be, we have to get the hedge and kind mm. of all the crap that we carry on, excuse me, that you expect. And any particular, are you working with any VCs alongside? You know, you invest alongside particular VCs or any of the Australian VCs. We had Matt from uh, Act Capital on uh, probably about a month ago. We're going to be publishing that soon. Really smart guy. Um, I don't know. I imagine you know. What's his name? Matt who? Sorry, Matt. Matt Cole at Act, Act Capital Partners. I think they, they're Sydney-based, aren't they, Anthony? I believe. Yeah, uh, focusing on like, entertainment uh, tech and that. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, I'll connect you. Yeah, that, you come across. So We've we done. We've just done. You know, we just let a deal where uh, Air Three came in behind us. We've got deals with Blackbird and another one right now. Actually, one we're we're doing. I'm doing. I've got all these e-signing bits and pieces going here at the moment. I'm doing that. That Blackbird's involved with that. Mm. Plus another overseas one called. Call the name now, but we know we've had probably you know. Um, Ribbit, Ribbit Capital is another big one, another, another, another fintech, well, not, not Aussie. Um, so Seek, Seek Capital down here, which is formed out of the, the, the Seek employment business. Um, we've got OIF, um, probably get a skip, uh, not skip just yet. So, so there's a lot, I would say that we at least, we have very good relationships with all of them, that's for sure. Yeah. Our main sequence ventures, which is spun out of the, out of the, uh, the Wi-Fi bounty from CSIRO, so all the Wi-Fi royalties. Wasn't royalties; it was reparations after you sued somebody um, that we got from Wi-Fi. We, we put into a VC fund, essentially. Mm. Um, so we've done a, a lot. I should actually go to my my list, and I can sort of list out all the Australian VCs. We've got all these broken out now in Salesforce, which is quite cool. Um, but uh, where are we, Australian? Did you get the Salesforce to sponsor this episode? <laughs> I should, shouldn't I? No, I'm talking to Salesforce guys about what we've built there. So, um, uh, so we've got quite a, um, yeah, one ventures. The head of European law practice lives over the road for me. So I could, I could also put in a bid there as well. <laughs> and there's, then, there's, um, a lot, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, lot of small funds, a lot of big funds. Um, it, it's very much a, a, a market that's growing here in Australia. There's been some good wins. A lot of their early VC funds had a chunk of camber, so they're all very happy with themselves, obviously. 
um, and some other real success stories um, coming through there as well. Yeah. And then uh, obviously the Shark Tank background, um, I've been in meetings with you and I love your style. Um, just uh, we, we have a fair few founders listening to uh, to the, the pod, podcast as it grows. Um, what's your uh, what's your big tip for uh, any founders? Um, look, our biggest tip for it, that's it's a huge one. Um, so, so you see, if you've seen Australian Shark Tank, you must be the only person, Chris, because it hasn't got very good ratings. So, What's that, sorry, um, Stephen and Hina? If, you, if you've seen Australian Shark Tank, you must be the one who's watching it because no one else does. Um, <laughs> right, no, so, I, 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 it's also when, we, when I've shared meetings and, uh, and you, you kind of get to the point pretty quickly. Oh, with a lot life's of too short to waste time, and you know, and these businesses fall froth and bullshit. You know, at times you just cut to the chase. There's nothing worse than getting led down the garden path. Like, like you just there's certain things you want to know. So, what's one of my biggest advice for founders? I think in, in, in when you're raising capital, is to understand what you're doing and what you're actually doing is you're selling something, and you're selling the hardest thing to sell. If you think your product's hard to sell, you wait till you sell your equity. Um, you get it wrong, and you're in trouble. And, mm -hmm. and every moment you spend selling your equity, your product looks less valuable because you're spending less time selling your product. So, you know, it's really, really tough. You've got to research it. Use, use the, the traditional sales tools that are out there, the CRM type things to, to you know, stack, rank, split, categorize, chase after, um, do everything. It's, you know, it's, you know, research the investor you're going for. I said, you know, if you've got a motor, you know, peanut oil powered motor mill, don't come to me. I'm not your man. Um, so you can't say that nowadays, can I? I'm not your investor. Um, so, uh, research, it's a very hard, very tough enterprise sale. If you are, have no doubt you're selling equity in your business and you can't treat it as a sale, you're a muffle. That's good. That's good. And then on the, uh, the flipping that round, the, you know, young aspiring VCs or investors out there, what, what's, what's the tip there? So again, for, for what? So any any uh, any listeners that we have who are young, aspiring, want to become VCs or or set up a ten, thirteen, what, what would your tip be there? Uh, I think if you want to get into investing in this asset class in general, I'm not going. I'm not going to give you financial advice. <laughs> I'm going to do ten ways of sideways for that one. Um, look, if I was to give myself advice, what I would say is uh, get a portfolio approach, uh, understand uh, the asset class that you're investing in for everything and you know, get a really good mix of assets and understand what you want to get out of your, whatever whatever capital base that you've got. Um, the asset class, I mean, we don't, you know, I'm happy we are next enough to take a 10 years. So this is, this, is, this is my daughter's money. This is not my money, uh, what's coming out of this essentially, right? So, um, so you know, be, be over, there's no, there's, there's never, there's rarely an overnight success, really. We had one exit after four and a bit years. And that was, it was like a 28, 24, 23 times. It was really good. That's, that's so rare. We had another one go not soon after for like a, for, on an eight year, or nine year boom. And there was like 13 times. That's probably more typical. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, mm -hmm. it's bloody long. And you want to see the carnage along the way. Jesus Christ. And the mortality was just like, it was like the berserkers had gone after the field there and just murdered everything in between. So it's a high mortality business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, obviously you've, you've done your stints over here, London Tech Week, um, all the uh, other okay. players. I could, I could be persuaded to come, especially if there's a cricket match on. Ah, funny <laughs> that. London, to be honest. 
I mean, I, I, I just, I've lost track whether we can play people or we, yeah, we played in India, I think, recently, or which obviously you now look at India and, yeah, that's somewhat strange. Yeah, no. So, um, any plans for the year ahead or is, uh, is COVID kind of strictly kept you in Australia and will do for the next 12, six to 12 months, I imagine? Yeah, look, I think as a family, we're, we're making plans to, to travel overseas again, for hopefully for a holiday in uh, Christmas, so December wow. 22. Uh, but we love going to Ash, we love going to Snowmass in Colorado. So okay. we'll probably go back there. Uh, we some, we've still got some credits with some airlines to the US as well, which we've got to soak yeah. up. So um, they won't get my cash back. Fucking yeah. Canada. Um, but anyway, um, so we like going. But look, you know, it, 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 it comes down to, I think, how obviously the, the policies that governments and airlines will have, who are allowed to travel. I'm, I'm, you know, if they expect my, my, you know, then what, six and 10 year old kid to have a vaccine, then I think we'll just stay in Australia until there's a lot more proven about before we inject that into very young people to be quite blunt. Yeah. So that there's a lot, um, you know, that there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty yet when it's going to be. But I'm, I'm enjoying traveling in Australia, got the plane out, kick the tires there, got fishing in the Gulf. Yeah. I've got three, I've got to spend four or five weeks away fishing this year. So I'm, you know, nice. I'm to out for myself, just get out there and smash the fish and drink some beers. Yeah, what 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 type of fish? Oh, look, anything. The fishing sort of secondary. <laughs> um, so, but where we go, we go in this uh, place called the Gulf of Carpentaria, which we're in Brisbane. So it's about uh, it's nine hundred nautical miles, nautical miles north. It's about 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 twelve hundred miles north of here, I suppose, north yeah. or west. Um, and we catch, uh, we get tuna, we get coral trout, we get finger mark, we get you know, everything, everything in the Great Barrier Reef except for some of the pelagics. And we just go there, and it's a nice place. It's out of the way. It's a place that always never want to go. So you're pretty safe. Nice, nice. So um, a bit of a weird one. Uh, curveball. Um, uh, uh, alien sightings have increased in the UK recently. <laughs> and uh, if you go to the bookies, you can get very good odds on, on the next thing being a, an invasion of Earth by great little green people. Um, any big sort of uh, <laughs> predictions as we move ahead? Um, you know, is, is, you know I, 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 I saw that, I saw a news article like that. I saw the headline, I thought, I'm just not gonna click like that. That's just, they, they can, they're not going to get my news. To it. Yeah, news. <laughs> news. Um, um, big, big, big future. You know, I, no, I don't. I, I, I don't think I've ever made. I I've made a future prediction, but I've got technology that I'd like to see work. And um, so, you know, if you make future predictions, computers will be faster. I don't care if it's quantum or you know, networks will be faster. You can just, it's commodity. Throw it away. Who really cares, right? So you, you can probably bet on, but you need to bet on the things that CPU power and network power will provide. I'm, I'm a massive proponent of unmanned aerial flying vehicles, flying cars, flying taxis. I think that the amount of treasure that we stick into the road system here to, to, to take a three-lane highway to a four-lane highway is just catastrophic. And then we still kill people on those bloody, you know, um, strips of rebar and bitumen. It's just horrible. Um, I actually think we'll have a better society and, so I, I really, I'm, and unfortunately, our regulator in Australia for aviation is just full of crusty old men. So I, I can't see it happening here first, but I'm a huge, I, I, I think the future, the best way to flatten a city in, 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 a, in a very non-violent non, non sense will be to 
you know, if get people living outside of it, we sort of say, well, okay, if you can jump a flying car, but it's 300 k's an hour, and you know, you can live 118 kilometers away a place called Perigian Beach, which is the nicest goddamn place in the galaxy. It's 23 minutes in this car. Yeah. Do you want to live there, or do you want to live like two, you know, 40 minutes in the shitty traffic down the road? Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to be like 25 bucks in power to, to go that 23 minutes. Pretty simple, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, all of a sudden, we can start answering questions like, where do you want to live, not where do you have to live? Yeah. And I think that will, that will free mankind. It'll free just the drudgery of commutes. Yeah. Another shit. Well, it's been surprising how much COVID's freed people from the drudgery of commute. It's been quite interesting. Yeah, that um, has been a real change here as well. It's, you know, we're getting the the grumbles from some of the well, some of my uh, the local mums and dads who work in the right in the centre of town in the financial district or the you know the the city, and you know some of them are. You know, politely being whispered to that it would be appreciated if they're in the office four days a week now and, and just one day at home and obviously that's you know people have just switched you know they're kind of like well no you know I'm kind of like work-life balance it's it's important and you know I don't know if you you know you kind of have that you've had that stark change in in Australia because you, you you know you've handled COVID so much better than I think most other places in the world and you know but there has been a real shift that people are so remote and they much prefer you know, virtual work. You know what we're doing here it, 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 seriously we, we locked down a city here today right? because it was one case one one case one yeah, yeah. one yeah. one <laughs> right now, now okay I'm sort of okay we can only save one life yeah whatever I think it's the most gutless yeah. illegal, Ill, Ill, Ill right I've ever heard in my life I don't yeah. want to see mass death either. This is not about me wanting to kill granny, um, regardless of what people think. But let's assume that the, the vaccines are 99% good. 99%, which means you know, in a country of 23 million people, we're still going to have a lot of death, right? Yeah. And a lot of infections. And this, these aren't even deaths. These aren't hospitalizations. These are actually infections. No one's gone to hospital, right? So, um, and, and so like, we, we, so when people ask me how we, you know, what, what, what we should look ahead for COVID, I'm, there's, there's a thing called the stop goal paradox. If you've ever read Jim Collins, Good to Great, um, Stockdale was a US Navy Admiral who was shot down over North Vietnam over Hanoi. He was very frustrated while he's, why, why are my pilots being shot down over Hanoi? I'll go and fly my plane over Hanoi and find out. Boom, 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 down he came. Got locked up in Hanoi Hilton, tortured, you know, every day, twice a day for X many years until he got released. And ended up actually running for US Vice President when he got out. But he was asked in his book about what he thought the defining characteristics of the people who didn't make it out, who actually died in captivity were. Captivity were, excuse me. And he said, oh, that's easy. They were the optimists. <laughs> so, um, and, and we're in the stock paradox. If, if you think we're getting out of this, you know, if you think you get out of this alive, just... That's all good, right? We've got, like in Australia, we have one case for Christ's sake. So we locked down. Actually, we have one case and locked down the entire freaking state. Oh, because we had the ultra contagious UK variant, which managed to infect one other person. And that was the person she was sleeping with called her husband. So um, that, that, that infectious, <laughs> you have to be walking to get it for Christ's sake. You have to be actually swapping bodily fluids directly to get it. So, um, um, <laughs> Yeah. And so, look, we are constantly like, I, I can't see how the politicians that they back them, they painted themselves in this coin with these brilliant records of no, no whatevers. Yeah. And I'm like, right, right. So, we, you know, you can have 99.9% perfect vaccine and, and we're still yeah. about it for the next two or three years. It's just, mm. just utterly insane. Mental. My rant. Going back, just on the, the flying cars or taxis, um, what, I, I, 
I certainly think over here it's a stepping stone via electric and autonomous to that point. I'd I'd argue. Um, is a is a is mass adoption of electric cars happening in Oz or or not really? There, there, there is. Um, so I mean, you definitely see a lot more, to be honest. But um, we're not the UK. We have. I'm going. I'm going on a holiday Friday with my family, and literally we're going 450 kilometers away. Yeah. I, I ain't taking a electric car there. Either. You know, you just you just cannot. I, I just a when we're taking like every we think we're taking like three quarters of the house just just our kids toys to cross so, so um and a lot of people live and, and so people are in an urban environment that's fine and that's great you know, a lot of people don't own cars they just go to uber thing, which i think is good too that's a choice mm -hmm. um so uh, uh, electrification i don't you know we have some issues with, with grid reliability in australia because we've got just way too stupid on renewables to be quite honest and, and, you know, if we think the grid's going to fall over now, why do people start plugging our cars and to charge the goddamn things up? Um, that's going to be just horrible. So, look, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a contrarian when it comes to the whole climate change thing, to be honest. But we don't want to start. You, you, get, you get this podcast banned if I give my true, I give my true thoughts. Um, and so, you know, electric cars, I struggle. I actually quite like them. You know, I've, been, you know, I've driven the, the Model X Tesla. It's nice. And the eyeball wall that goes that fast. It's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I think you're right. Them. It's probably not suitable everywhere all at once mm -hmm. in its current form, right? But just like you were saying about, you know, faster computers, uh, faster Wi-Fi, all this stuff, longer range batteries, faster charging times, all that will happen eventually. So maybe at that point, it'll become more suitable. What problem we're solving is the question I'd ask. Mm. The problem we're solving, is it, it, you know, when, when, when China or Australia has 38 gigawatts of coal-fired power, China installed 38 gigawatts of coal-fired power last year. Yeah. And I, okay, so let, let, let's just say that global warming is the catastrophe it's meant to be. We, we should be confronting it. We should be confronting the next person charging a coal-fired power plant with a strategic mission to shut it off if it's that bad. Now, we're not doing that. Right, so look, I'm, I'm, I'm it, there's a there's a reckoning to be had here, uh, and I like the technology. The cars are good; they're sold. You know, there's a whole bunch of other nice things about them. Most of the things that people like about electric cars, you could put into a, you could put into a um, uh, an internal combustion engine. You know, a lot of it's the cool automation and stuff. You could do that. Um, so I'm I'm not I'm not a sold on it to be honest. I'm a bit more practical when it comes to my energy. I just feel like my internet, I want my internet cheap and fast and I don't really care how it comes to my house. I want my <laughs> I want my electricity reliable and cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know why. Right. Okay. And um what's the uh what's the we always ask people for their tip on what they're watching. If you if you have time to watch anything, Steve, you any shows you'd recommend, apart from Shark Tank, obviously? <laughs> oh, I mean, I've got a seven-year-old and a pair of four-year-olds. I've barely watched sport in the last eight years. Um, uh, I've really enjoyed the, uh, the space work from Amazon Prime. Um, it's terrible. I've got a school now. Um, Movie or, or series? No, TV show. Yeah, TV show. It's um, oh, the ring gate system and stuff. Oh, it's terrible. It's not is it the expanse maybe no, it's, it's, that's it yeah yeah i think it's one of the, the, the few i'm mad mad keen science fiction fan so um so I, I go for a walk once you know i go for a walk at least once a day I take the dog for a walk in the morning and just put the podcast in 
audible. I just listen to it's either space space military opera or zombie apocalypse, end of the world type stuff. It's sort of as my genre. And yeah. so, it, but Expanse, it really is one TV show or the one popular um, uh, uh, popular uh, video sort of depiction of, of real physics. They, they nail physics and Expanse. That's what I love seeing. I love seeing gravity. I love seeing how inertia is bad. If you know what well, inertia and gravity is sort of the same thing when you think about it. But, um, they so, like time. so, oh, sorry, you. mate. That's all right. No, but been great talking and uh, see you soon. Thanks for all the thoughts. And we'll get over there at some point when the cricket's on again. Yeah, I'll be my guest. All see right. you later. Cheers. 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 Cheers.